welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Guide. In this limited podcast series, my goal is to provide you with everything you need to start playing fantasy hockey. Whether you've dabbled in hockey pools in the past, or even if you've never played before, I'm going to start at the beginning and walk you through everything you need to start playing fantasy hockey. My name is Mike Rogerson, and welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Guide. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Fantasy Hockey Guide. In this episode, I'm going to talk about managing your fantasy hockey team from day to day. We're going to get into starting and benching players, adding and dropping players, time on ice and deployment, making trades, dealing with injuries, and more. In addition to being a fantasy GM, in most leagues, except best ball, you're also technically a fantasy coach as well. And this means you need to decide who is going to play and who's going to get benched each day. If guys don't have NHL games, that makes your decisions easy. But on a heavy night like Saturday, where pretty much everyone in the league is playing, you're going to have some decisions to make. In most leagues, you'll have three to five bench spots. Points by players who are on the bench don't count. So you have to try to predict who you think has the best chance of getting points for you each day. Before I move on, I just want to clarify the term free agent. Free agents are players who are not on any team and are available to be picked up. When a player is dropped from a team, sometimes they go straight into the free agent pool, but in some leagues, there's a couple of days holding period after the person is dropped called the waiver period. During the waiver period, GMs can put in a claim to get that player. This gives every GM a chance to notice that the player has been dropped and then put in a bid to get them on their team. If multiple GMs submit claims during the same waiver period, there's a couple of ways to decide who gets the player. The most common, which is the default setting in both Fantrax and Yahoo, is what's called rolling waiver priority. With this option, the waiver priority generally starts out in reverse draft order, so the person who drafted first starts out in last in waiver priority. Each time you successfully claim a player off waivers, you are dropped to the bottom of the list. The other way of dealing with waivers is using a FAB, or a free agency acquisition budget. If you choose to use this option for your league, each GM starts out with a $100 FAB budget for the season and bids on players that have been dropped. Similar to auction drafts, I almost love this, but instead I kind of hate it. The reason, again, is just the way that platforms handle it. It's a blind auction, so if you're bidding on a player, you don't have any idea how much you should bid or how much other people are bidding. So in that sense, it's not a real auction because you're not actually bidding against someone else. You have to blindly guess at how much you think others are bidding and hope you get that player. At any rate, I think if they switched it to a proper auction, this would actually be a really cool format. Like I said before, auctions sound fun, and some people really like them, but to me, they're a lot more fun in theory than in practice. In episode two, we talked about different types of leagues, some of which, such as a box pick league, are set and forget formats. Once you pick your team, there's really nothing left to do for the rest of the season. This is good for super casual leagues around the office or whatever, but most people who are playing fantasy hockey want to have a little more participation than that. 
Successful teams in most types of fantasy hockey leagues are constantly adding free agent players who are doing well, or maybe because they have more games that week, and dropping players who aren't performing or aren't playing. The process of adding and dropping players like this is sometimes referred to as streaming players. In a study I did last year on successful fantasy teams, in just about every case, the top three teams in every league were also the three teams that made the most transactions throughout the year. Participation is key if you want to be successful in fantasy hockey. Most weekly head-to-head leagues will have a limit of three or four transactions per week. This is the limit of how many free agent players you can pick up each week. In a season-long league, it's more common to have a transaction limit for the entire season. And for a reference, 72 transactions is equal to about three per week for the whole fantasy season. Maximizing games played is one of the most important parts of getting ahead in fantasy hockey. As they say, the most important ability is availability, so you're going to also want to pick up players who are going to get you the most games played throughout the upcoming week. Yahoo and Fantrax both have an option to automatically start active players. What this will do is go through your upcoming week and start players when they're playing and bench them when they're not. This way you can quickly look through the week and see where you have openings on your roster. Then you can find players who are playing on those particular days. There are lots of great tools out there and lots of resources for fantasy hockey, and I'm going to cover a lot of them in detail in the next episode. One simple tool that I find invaluable is a site called Zero Games Above Replacement. They have a tool called the Weekly Off Nights tool. An off night is a night where less than half of the league is playing, meaning there's not a lot of games. It's always good to pick up players who are playing on those off nights as it usually means you will have open spaces on your rosters for those days. There's no point in picking up players if they're going to sit on your bench because your roster is already full. Zero Games Above Replacement has a very nicely laid out and simple game schedule that clearly shows you when everybody plays, who their opponents are, if it's an off night, and based on all this, they also give you a strength of schedule score so it's super easy to see what teams have the best schedules coming up and who's the best to pick from. In addition to maximizing your games played, another thing you can look at is time on ice and deployment. Time on ice will pretty much always be listed with the player's stats. Of course, there's always exceptions, but generally you want to pick up forwards who are getting above 16 or 17 minutes of ice time, and defensemen who are getting around 20 or more. You can also pay attention to their deployment, meaning which line they're on and who they're playing with, and also if they're on the power play. There's a few resources that show you this, and a couple of my favorites are Daily Faceoff, They give you a great view of the lineups, where you can see who everyone's playing with. They give you injuries and starting goalies. And also Frozen Tools. I like to describe Frozen Tools as ugly and in-depth. There's a lot of really useful info, and I love this site, but it could use some graphics work. Another thing to think about when managing your roster is minimum goalie starts. Goalies are polarizing in fantasy hockey. People seem to have one of two opinions on them. Some people hate them, and others really hate them. (laughs) 
I'm only kind of joking about that. What has happened a lot in the past is that rather than deal at all with goalies, GMs would often punt goalies. Punting is a term we use for basically, I'm not dealing with this. So what people would do is not pick up any goalies and instead pick up extra forwards. In categories leagues, this means you're completely giving up on three or four categories and hoping that the extra forwards will give you enough extra stats to win the rest of the categories. Same idea in points leagues, you're hoping that the extra forwards will make up for the lost goalie points. I honestly don't have a problem with this because it generally doesn't work if the league scoring is set up right. But in order to force GMs to use goalies, most leagues will employ a minimum goalie starts per week. Usually you need to reach three or four goalie starts throughout the week, or else you lose all of your goalie stats for the week. Like managing an NHL team, a very annoying thing to deal with is injuries. For an example, I finally drafted Connor McDavid this year, and two weeks into the season, he's injured. What do I do now? Dealing with injuries is always frustrating, but in a game like hockey, they're inevitable. Yahoo and Fantrax have a few different ways they'll classify injuries. DTD, or day-to-day, is for minor injuries. IR, or injured reserve, is for longer-term injuries. LTIR stands for long-term injured reserve, for injuries that'll last the rest or all of the season. S-U-S-P is for when players are suspended. And you'll also see an O or N-A for not available. Basically when they don't know what to call it. So to deal with this, the platforms give GMs different kinds of extra slots to stash your players when they're out of action. So you don't have to drop them. There's usually a couple of IR spots where you can put players who are specifically listed as IR. In the last few years, Yahoo has added IR plus spots, meaning they can be used for players on the IR, LTIR, or listed as day-to-day. And this year, Yahoo added NA spots, where you can put guys who are listed as NA. Prior to that, you were kind of out of luck when a player was listed as NA. You can stash your players in the appropriate spots when they are out for whatever reason, and once they come back, you are usually given a two-day grace period to reinsert them into your lineup. If you go beyond that grace period, the platform will not allow you to make any more moves on your roster until you deal with it. Depending on the involvement level you're trying to create, a very fun part of playing fantasy hockey is fully embracing the role of GM, which can include making trades with other GMs to help build your team. In multi-year leagues, it's also common to allow future draft picks to be included in the trade packages. Depending on the platform you choose, there may be a few minor stipulations required by the format, but all in all, it's very straightforward. One thing of note, in Yahoo, you have to exchange an equal amount of picks. So if one pick is going one way, another pick has to come back. Or if two picks are going one way, then two picks have to come back. As a league commissioner, you'll need to set up a way to oversee and resolve trade disputes. And although it's not common, sometimes there may be collusion between teams to try to pull off some funny business. 
Some leagues like to have a democratic vote to allow or veto trades, while others offer it to be up to the commissioner to make the call. In my experience, the more the commissioner deals with on their own, the smoother the league will run. Even though a league democracy seems like a nice idea, it tends to create more division and more arguments between GMs, as well as slow things down when you try to get anything done. Most trades should be allowed unless there's obvious collusion between teams to pull off something untoward, or if a more experienced manager is trying to take advantage of a less experienced player. All in all, trades are often people's favorite part of fantasy hockey and should generally be encouraged. Hopefully this has been helpful in explaining some of the aspects of managing your fantasy hockey team from day to day. Join me next episode where we'll look at fantasy hockey resources. We'll talk about different podcasts, websites, apps, blogs, and other ways of getting information and resources related to fantasy hockey. In addition to what we've talked about today, and as well as the resources listed below in the show notes, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on Twitter, at the Mike Rogerson. And if you follow me and use the hashtag Fantasy Hockey Guide, I'll be sure to get back to your questions right away. I'm Mike Rogerson. Thanks for joining me on the Fantasy Hockey Guide.